Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Badaika. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He's here. We're locked in. We're ready to go. Uh, lots of stuff to go over this week in the pro wrestling world, Mike, but we're going to start today with some NBA Finals talk. As we uh, kind of progress here, we're also going to be talking some uh, NHL playoffs uh, probably starting next week as we kind of get the uh, Western Eastern Conference Finals wrapped up. But, Mike, game one of the uh, NBA Finals, we usually don't go game by game here, but as we're kind of on the precipice of game two, as the time you get here, you already know the results, game two. Um, uh, you know, Boston stealing game one. We're going to get into that. We've also got AE double, uh, double or nothing. We've got NXT in your house, and we've got a whole bunch of other things that are going outside of the ring to talk about as well. Uh, so if you're a pro wrestling fan and you enjoy our pro wrestling segments, this is going to be the episode for you. But let's start NBA Finals, Mike. Uh, Celtics steal game one in Golden State. Um, everybody is losing their minds. Draymond's talking a lot of trash already because that's what he does. Um, Steph Curry's trying to figure out why he can't make every shot. And uh, Al Horford's a god, apparently. So that's where we're at kind of in the series. Where are you at, Mike, uh, on the NBA Finals? We both had Golden State winning pretty mm-hmm. convincingly. Does this change the prediction at all? Or do you think Golden State just wakes up and they go, no, they're going to shoot the lights out the next three games? I mean, I mean, it's not. I don't think it's going to be convincingly by any means. Yeah. I still think, like, I mean, 6-7 yeah. is probably still where I would go, which yeah. is... Kind of what I I said Warriors in six yeah. last week against Boston. I said Warriors in two, so yeah, it's not gonna happen anymore. <laughs> they they can't do that anymore, Rob. Um, I said Warriors in six against Boston last week. Yeah, I think it could go six or seven. Yeah. It'd be more likely seven because seven would be in Golden State. So I think that's more than likely what it would be. Right. Um, but losing this game one was tough. Having um, you know, a double digit lead in the third quarter. Yeah. And then went on a big run, and then yeah. and went on a big run to get that, yep. and then having a seventeen to zero run against you in, in the fourth quarter, it was like one hundred three one hundred, and I was sitting there, I was like, okay, this is a close, but they're gonna pull it out, yeah. and then they you know, two and a half minutes later, it was seven one seventeen to one hundred three, and I said, wow, wow, that was fun. Okay, yeah. this game's over, yeah. so that was cool. So uh, yeah, I would, I still have the Warriors. Um, they can't fall apart at the end like they did. They need to stop running these stupid. Curry, Thompson, Andre Iguodala, Draymond Green, Kevon Looney lineups. Yeah. They got to stop. Put Jordan Poole in there. Listen, put Andrew Jordan Wiggins. Poole they need they need a little more shooting in there. Jordan Poole has not looked really good in the last no. couple games. No. But like throw Andrew Wiggins in there. Throw someone in there that can shoot. I even Sh- like – Otto Porter gave them really solid minutes. Otto Porter is yeah, doing like, good. Like, Low-key, really good signing by them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they need, they need to make some adjustments – um, they basically have two to three days in between every game yeah. outside of the game three to four switch, mm-hmm. which is a Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. Every other game is at least a couple days, two yeah. to three days. So you have yeah, a lot of time, time to, to look back. You have time to look back. You have time to rest up like rest. I don't think rest should be an issue in no. the series at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it should be. It's all purely on like, yeah, who's you, the brought, better you team. brought that up last week as well about that, where you're like each game, you have enough buffer time in between. Each one, right, to kind of allow for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's any room to panic just yet for Golden State. They've been here, you know, four or five times at this point, right? So they've all been here in these kind of situations. I don't think necessarily Boston stealing game one is – I don't want to say it's like this massive overreaction where it's like, oh, boy, like this is, you know, this is the catalyst type deal. I think it's more one of those situations where I think – 
what the biggest obstacle Golden State is going to have to overcome is that Boston's got nothing to lose here in this situation. Mm-hmm. They, I don't think anybody had them being here. Um, you know, you had a new coach, right? You had a whole organizational shift, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, Danny Ainge, he's president of basketball operations or something now, or he's gone. Yeah. And, you know, you move uh, your head coach. Now he's the GM, which I think is a weird mm-hmm. kind of step. And then you hire a new guy. So it's there's just a lot of movement there, right? Yeah. And you... You know, you have, you know, your two guys, you have Tatum, you've got Brown, but everyone's like, okay, that's good enough in the East to get to X level. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anybody really saw them being in NBA finals, uh, in the NBA finals, yeah. right? I think everyone kind of had Milwaukee kind of pigeonholed in that spot out of mm-hmm. the East. So I think Golden State is going to have to kind of overcome the fact that you're playing against a team that's really just like, screw it. Why not us? Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's a very dangerous game to play. I also think from a Boston perspective, Watching game one, what was so fascinating, in my opinion, is how they have, I think in some ways, it almost benefits them that they don't have like eight guys that you know right off the top of your head Mm -hmm. because they're all out with something to kind of prove and they all kind of play like max effort all day long. Like nothing, I'm not going to take away from Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They make the world go round, right, for Boston. But the rest of these dudes, you can't tell me who their first man off the bench is. You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. maybe you could. I was going to say I could. But, but, but like, I... you know what I mean, though? Like, okay, yes, yeah. they have Al Horford. They have individual people that you know. Mm-hmm. But from a rounded-out roster, you can't go five, six, seven, eight, nine deep on a Boston team. Yeah. No one knows that mm-hmm. off the top of their head for the most part outside of people in Boston or freaks of nature like you. So yeah. I think that having these guys that are just these scrappy, like – I just got to go and be balls to the wall all the time mm-hmm. is a, not a great thing for a golden state who is more of a finesse. We just get, we're just going to stay out here. And if yeah. our shots land, we're going to beat you by 20. If our shots don't land well, it's going to be a rough day. Yeah. I think, I think to that point though, I think yeah. the opposite that you could say to that though yeah. is I think the warriors know that, like, ba- be, yeah, yeah, like the like like Boston's like yeah, we're gonna play balls to the walls, but sometimes like like game one they hit a record number of threes right. because they're like we'll just take them and if we hit them we like we right. win if right, not right. we lose. But I think there were a lot of instances. I think Dallas hit that instance mm-hmm. where it was like we're gonna shoot all these because we're not expected to win, but then they stopped making them. Right, and right. then it was yeah. kind of like we don't really have much more else to do. Mm-hmm. I think the Warriors know we can hit these shots mm-hmm. or we have multiple ways to win mm-hmm. where Boston's like, we're just going to throw up prayers and yeah. hope for the best yeah. because we're not expected to win. So I think the warriors in that instance is like, once you start getting more cold, because if, if, if you told me Boston shoots like this for six games, yeah, you go, okay, you you're can, not going to win. Right. Sorry, yeah. warriors. You're not going to yeah. win, but there's no way that you're going to keep yeah. hitting 17, 18 threes every single game for six straight games. Right. You're going to have a game where you're going to have a game in the series where you go four for 25 from three. Right. It's just going to happen if you're yep. going to shoot that many. And so those are the games that the Warriors are going to take advantage of, which is why I think the series does go six, seven, because I do think Boston's going to just shoot everything at the wall, but I don't think it's going to stick everything. Who do you, think, who do you think has the advantage inside? Because that's always been like kind of the knock on this iteration of a Warriors team, mm-hmm. right? Like, they, they, you know, they're known for going small ball, right? And everything. Yeah. And to your point, I do think that they would be better off taking, you know, Looney off, taking Iguodala off, and maybe putting a Wiggins, a little more athletic guy yeah. out there, right? Even a Jordan Poole, a little more athletic, got some speed to him off the dribble. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But from an inside perspective, I thought that's where maybe Boston would kind of try to attack the paint. Like Tatum with the ball in his hands, very good, you know, dribble drive. Jalen Brown, same thing. Yeah. And so, but they don't have necessarily that big inside presence. Horford even, he, he likes to drift out. You know yeah. that three point range as well. Mm-mm. I think I think the I think having I think that's the one reason why Kevon Looney is important is yeah, just yeah. having a guy sit there yeah, right. that like Tatum can't just drive in and right. just destroy. He had an impact in that first half, especially he had a few yeah. blocks right like where he was really playing at pretty tip top yeah. level, but offensively he just offers less than nothing. Yeah, I think um, I think so. Marcus Smart came out and yeah. said that they think that their team a couple years ago would have had a good chance against the KD Warriors. Mm-hmm. Now, do I disagree with that wholeheartedly? Absolutely. <laughs> I don't think anyone would have a really good chance against them. Yeah. However, I do think that because with the KD Warriors, they drifted Draymond to the five, right. I do think the Boston would have an interior huge advantage right, of absolutely. like Tatum being able to just destroy the inside yeah. and like mm-hmm. these guys being able to drive and yeah. just destroy Draymond on the inside because Draymond is a six eight he's like beef stew from the right. Pistons where it's like he's not this over menacing yeah. guy in the middle right. so yeah. like you're going to be able to take advantage if you're aggressive and everything mm-hmm. um so I think Kevon Looney having him in there sliding inside at the five at least gives you some of that rim protection where Tatum's like maybe I can't just drive white right by clay right. thompson and then have to meet draymond and kevon looney at the rim maybe i should stick out and shoot threes yeah. which is also why he had such a bad shooting game in in game one where yeah. he went only four for 13 yeah and where i think if they start cooling down in the next couple games i do think the warriors can take back advantage of the series yeah at this point right the pressure's a little ramped up on, on this warriors team right they, they they're definitely clearly the favorites here how important is it that they kind of get back to one one, and then also how important is it that they that they do close out this series? Because yeah. I do think at the end of the day, like Jay, this is Jason Tatum's first time, mm-hmm. right? This is their first time in a while being on this biggest stage, right? Yeah. They tried all these experiments with the Kyries and hasn't worked out, so they're finally back, mm-hmm. right? So now there's going to be an expectation going forward next year that Boston and, and Milwaukee should be in the Eastern Conference Finals, right? With Miami yeah. being <clears> in that third slot. What that was standing though, the Warriors now they've been there, they've done it, they've won championships and everything else. They've got the MVP, they have every award possible. But for a guy like Steph Curry, who has notoriously not played phenomenal in the playoff or in the finals, how what what is the difference in dynamic there? Because I do think that like once again, Boston's playing with a little more house money. Where meanwhile, Golden State's like you said you were going to get back, you did get back, but now we need to see you play like we know you can, and you need to show up on the biggest stage, especially for a guy like Steph. Yeah, no, I think you're 100% right. I think I think the West, depending on injuries, yeah. I think the West is much tougher than the East. Yeah. So I think this one is very important for the Warriors because yeah. I don't think you're going to be able to go through, you know, John Moran getting hurt and, you know, Dallas, who is good, the but Lakers, the imploding, Lakers imploding, Clippers yeah. with all their injuries, and, like, yeah. Denver's going to have Jamal Murray back next year. Like, and the I, two-time MVP, Nicole and two, Jokic. And the two-time MVP, Nikola Jokic, <laughs> who is apparently one of the 12 greatest players of all time now. <laughs> Um, they got they got a stacked West out there. Where like the East, yeah. you look at, you go, know, you got. It's really it's really like how when you look at the football, you look at the the AFC and you go, God dang, what yeah. is that? And then right. the NFC, you're like, Yeah, okay. there's like four teams. Yeah. <laughs> like it's really Boston's really looking up. All right, we got Milwaukee, we have Miami, who's there. Yep. Brooklyn, if KD and Kyrie want to try something, we're gonna talk about that more as the offseason goes on because there's there's a lot of potential shifting there. And then like it's like Philly, which is like you have Joel Embiid, and then 
you know, well, you have you have, you, and you have Doc Rivers. So, you're, you're so it's like it's like you're really coach. kind of just like looking at two or three teams. Yeah. I think the Warriors are looking down the barrel at a good six, seven, eight teams. Mm-hmm. So I do think that this is probably slightly more important for the Warriors to win, yeah. be on top, and then have that momentum roll in the next year. Yeah. Then it's like, all right, now we lose. How many times are we going to be able to get back before this thing's like done and everyone right. retires and everything? So. Yeah. I think it's I think it's huge. Yeah, for Warriors sure. got to win. Very interesting. Curry's got to get that Finals MVP. He does. I think he does. I think that's extremely important for him uh, from a career perspective. Not that I'm putting a ton of, you know, I mean, we've seen people win Finals MVPs. We've seen people win Super Bowl MVPs. That you're like, I don't understand mm-hmm. why that's a thing. So it's all subjective to some extent, right? Yeah. But at the same time, I do think it's important to kind of put that last little exclamation point. You got the unanimous MVP. You got rings. You got regular season records. You got three point record. You got everything else. Mm-hmm. Finals MVP is like the cherry on top. Where you go, okay. There's nothing else now that he can do mm-hmm. outside of just one more title. So it's like, oh well, Curry's not, you know, didn't yeah. transcend the game a little bit. So interesting to see. We'll come back. We'll revisit next week. Uh, could be a whole different conversation depending if you know Boston's up three zero and you. Go, I was gonna well, say, we all right had, then. They'll be playing tonight on, or I guess yep. yesterday on Sunday. Yep. They play Wednesday and they play Friday right. by the so next we'll time we talk. So we'll be walking into game possible game five, which would be hopefully if if, if everything goes right, should be two two. Right. Theoretically, if right. everything kind of goes the way it should, yeah, um, could go three one either way, but. We will be walking. I don't think it will be a sweep by Boston. So no. I think I think we'll be talking some sort of game five and what the situation is next week. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. If nothing else, let's just hope they're good games because nothing's more boring in the finals than a blowout. Yeah. Those, those suck. All right. Let's shift focus here. Let's get to the meat of the show, Mike. We've got a lot of wrestling stuff to go over. Um, let's start on the NXT side just to get this out of the way, and then yeah. we'll kind of work our way backwards. Um, nothing against NXT, but there's just so much AEW stuff to cover this week. Um, yeah, and Hell in a Cell is next weekend. Anyway. And, and Hell in a Cell, you know, as of this recording, uh, is, you know, we haven't seen it yet. So next week, obviously, we'll review that um, as well. Lots of good stuff. I didn't, you know, I didn't realize about Hell in a Cell either. Yeah. Is. It's the six matches we talked about yesterday yeah. were all raw matches. Yeah. There wasn't a single SmackDown yeah. match even like announced. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And we, then they we, finally we got the women's. We even predicted the six-man tag was going to happen yeah. with the uh, with, uh, Edges group and uh, AJ. And, AJ. and I was like, man, we are the best. Yeah, but there was like not a single. And then they finally got the Ronda Rousey match on SmackDown. Yeah. So like it's six raw or six raw matches and one SmackDown match. I was yeah. like, I didn't right, understand cool. why they had the uh, SmackDown or they had the tag title match on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I didn't really understand that, that. And they also have the, the Gunther-Ricochet match that's right. happening next week on yes, SmackDown. I was exactly. like, you could have just and had that at the page. I do too? think that they are a little bit hindered because I do think they're like, man, we really got to make sure that we have we deliver strong numbers and we deliver strong matches for for Fox in mm-hmm. particular, right? Yeah. Um, Ro- this is the only downside to Roman kind of reducing the schedule a little bit is Roman not being there. It's like, okay, like that's, you know, he was the SmackDown match. Now he's both, but now he's not even on the show this yeah. week. So it's like, it's a little bit of a like a, just feel a little weird. I think I think I think you're just kind of feeling the effects of like yeah. you, like everyone just tuned in to watch Roman. And now he's yeah. not there. It's like you don't really have much else. And on that's the show. why this show, and we'll talk more about it next week, is huge for Cody mm-hmm. in his in his kind of hopefully ascension to the top. But yeah. we'll, we'll talk more about that next week. Yeah. Also, if Gunther doesn't. It's for the title, right? Next I believe week. so. Yeah. If it's not, if it is, and if Gunther doesn't win, I'm gonna throw a big old bitch fit on the show next week. So be prepared for that. So I'm yep. going to be upset. Okay. So we got... Who's the Intercontinental Champion? Exactly. Nobody knows. Stupid. I know. Yeah. 
No, you don't. Don't you lie to me. If I didn't tell you. <laughs> All right, let's get the NXT in your house. Jesus. Um, so we opened with the six-man tag. We yeah. had um, Channing Lorenzo, Tony D'Angelo, and Troy Donovan yeah, defe- defeating Legado del Fantasma, yeah. Cruz del Toro, Raul Mendoza, and Santos Escobar in 12 minutes and 45 seconds. Um, Rob? I thought this. I actually really not. No, seriously. A lot of this is gonna yeah. go straight to Rob here. Yeah, that's okay. No, no, no. I, you know, because you know, I know Mike. You kind of had it on the background, but you had some stuff going on yeah. this weekend, so I, I had a little bit more of a chance to actually sit down and kind of watch and take some notes. But I thought this match really delivered. I really do. Um, the storyline is what it is. Whatever, fine. Uh, do we have a star rating on this by chance? Um, so since or, it was yesterday, or, not yeah, yet. Yeah. But okay, do we have like so a, out of ten? Yeah. this was given seven point five seven. And I think that's a perfect. I think that's perfect where it's at. I thought the finish was fantastic. The brass knocks thrown in by like I don't know her name. Sorry, Electra Lopez. Yeah, thank you. I can't. There's so many new NXT people outside like five of them. I don't know who the hell they are. No. Um, but you know she slides in the knocks to um. You know, uh, Hijo del Fantasma, that's what I'm going to call him because that's where I know from Mexico. And then he doesn't get those. He's got uh, the, you know, one of the other guys got the pipe. They miss that. He grabs it, hits the knucks, and then the other guy just kind of falls on top of him for the pin. I thought it was really unique. Very similar to what we were talking about before with that No Way Out show that I randomly brought up in conversation off air where they just hit each other and then Triple H just falls on Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. Very similar to that in a lot of ways. Um, I, I dug it. I really did. From a, it, it very much felt like old NXT where like we start the show hot with a tag match where you just go, all right, Red Dragon versus name a team. And you're like, wow, that was a banger. Yeah. That's how this felt where it was like high intensity all the way through. They just went, all right, we're going to go 15 minutes and we're going to just going to run through a brick wall. Yep. All right. Next up, we had Toxic Attraction, which is Gigi Dorlin and JC Jane taking yep. on Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Went nine minutes. Toxic Attraction retains. Yep. Uh, got a 5.8 out of 10 on yep. Cage Match. This, um, is a, this is a death spot for them because yeah. the six-man tag had so much action to it. Good story, good finish. Everybody, the crowd. I'll, I'll say something this about the NXT crowd this, this show, too. They were ready. They mm-hmm. were in it all the way through, and I was extremely impressed by that because, you know, at times when you have this massive influx of talent that they've had over the last six months – even to uh, somebody who's been watching wrestling for over 20 years now, it's hard to kind of keep track of who the hell is who and everything else. And we're changing names left and right because we're trying to just reestablish what NXT is. Mm -hmm. So this match was fine. Nothing sticks out about it. You just kind of felt like there's no real way toxic attraction is losing the titles. And I think that kind of hindered it a little bit. Uh, next, we had uh, the North American title match. So we had uh, Carmelo Hayes defeating Cameron Grimes yep. in 15 minutes, 30 seconds, winning the North American title. Mac, uh, yeah, Mac, yeah yep. he's a two-time champ now. Got a 7 out of 10 on cage match on 29 votes. And um, this is one of the three I watched, yeah. and I thought this one was really, really good. Yeah. Um, but I do, I would say... I don't know why they gave the title to Graham and Grimes just to take it right off of him. Yeah. It feels like what they did with the TNT title where they just kind of flipped it around for the last mm-hmm. couple weeks mm-hmm. until finally Scorpio Sky now has it and he's kind of just like kind of going with it a little yeah. bit. He um, too, by the way. But yeah, he, he hurt himself. Um, but Carmelo Hayes kind of just takes the title. Yeah. I do like Carmelo Hayes a lot, I but too. I thought that yeah. him and Braun Breaker would be a good program Honestly, too. Honestly, I was kind of hoping either he went that way or because he's got Trick Williams with him and they're together and Trick mm-hmm. is a wrestler. 
I was almost thinking maybe, all right, maybe they could go into the tags for a little bit as well yeah. because, you know, it's like, okay, he's got the singles run, but they're kind of a duo, you know? So I was like, okay, that could maybe bring Trick up a little bit. Yeah. Ho- thinking in my mind, hoping the Kree brothers win the tag titles. That was like, okay, that could be a pretty interesting matchup. Didn't understand the finish of this match from a result perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Solo Sokoa, uh, you know, the other Uso brother, is ready to go, and he's going to be the next challenger. I would assume it's a short reign for Carmelo. Probably. And I think you're right that I think Carmelo should be the next challenger for the world title. I think going in, winning the North American title again, having unified the Cruiserweight and the NA title, now he's got a lot of stuff underneath his belt where he has a credible list of stuff he can say, you know, to challenge Breaker. And I think Breaker, I think this show was hindered a lot by the main event not being a humongous draw. And I'll get into that in a little bit. But so I think having a match where you've established Carmelo Hayes as a legitimate champion for as a main eventer, I think would help future shows like this. But this is okay. Um, I thought they've done better in, in, in weeks past. Yeah. So for me, I know it got a 7 out of 10, but I think they've had better matches. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had Mandy Rose defeating Wendy Chow or Chu. Yeah, Chu. Chu. Okay, Wendy Chu in 11 minutes. Uh, it's got 4.5. This is the lowest rated match yeah. on the show. 4.52 out of 10. Um, I So I heard that Mandy Rose looked really good in this match. Yeah. But it just wasn't very good. So here's the thing. So the way they structured this card was difficult. I really think they kind of did the women dirty a little bit on yeah. this because you, you start out hot and then you go to the tag title match where you don't really care about the Toxic Attractions opponents. Yeah. And then Mandy Rose versus Wendy Chu, it very much felt like, all right, Wendy Chu were trying to get over. I will say this about this match. Two things. Number one, um, they got enough of the crowd to buy in. Mm-hmm. Like, Wendy Chu had a couple moments where you go, oh, maybe she's going to catch her with something, yep. right? They did the pillow spot where she's tearing up the pillow, and then she comes out out of nowhere, and boom, hits her. Got a really good reaction there. I want to give some credit to Mandy Rose, though, because if you would have told us two years ago that she's going to have a good solid six, eight months reign at NXT Women's Championship, you'd go, no way. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no way that she's going to do it. First off, she couldn't hang, number one. And then number two, where I would feel like, okay, she's become a little bit of a credible champion. Um, when she won the title from Raquel, you kind of felt like, all right, you're really trying to mm-hmm. square peg round hole this a little bit. She did a really nice job. Yeah. I don't think that her matches have been phenomenal mm-hmm. by any stretch, but I think the group works. And I think she's done a really good job of, you know, keeping people interested and be like, okay, let's see. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I thought this match was pretty good. I expect just the winner of the breakout tournament, uh, that's happening this week between, yeah. uh, uh, the tall blonde girl, and then uh, Roxy. Um, I'm assuming that one, Tiffany Stratton, I think is her name. Whoever to win that to be the next challenger, and I think that's going to be kind of like the crescendo for her title reign. Okay. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, co-main of I'm going to say co-main event because this yes. should be this should be a main event. Yeah. Um, we got really the NXT Tag Team Championship match, the Creed Brothers. Defeating Finally. the pretty deadly uh, out in person, Kit Wilson, in 15 yep. minutes won the title. Highest rated match on the show. It's this yep. 7.67 mm-hmm. uh, out of 10. Uh, the Cree brothers are awesome. I love them. They're, that fin- that shooting yes. star press finish. Phenomenal. He flew so Phenomenal. high, yes. and I was like, this guy is yep. so awesome. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. I am just. I, I told you, right? I told you yeah. early on. I was like, listen, man, they don't talk. No. And that's the that's the thing that they need to work on. But, man, if they're... Here's the, okay, so here's the thing with, like, the not talking thing. Yeah. 
is it works for their current gimmick. Yes, yeah. that and if you just put on banger matches, mm-hmm. I will forgive you mm-hmm. for not being able to talk yeah, that well. For sure. If like cuz there are some storylines and some like some yeah. things where sometimes guys like the Cree brothers just come out and they're just like we don't talk well, mm-hmm. but like everything is just like match oriented yeah, and sure. we're just going to like beat the crap out of each other and we're yeah. just going to slightly be better than you that day. Yeah. And if that's the storyline they want to tell in like 95% of stories that they do in NXT, yeah. I'm like totally cool with that. Um, because I think they could just walk out and go in like some tag team, like grizzled young veterans right. come out. And they're like, we think we're better than you. Uh, and they're, and they're like, I think we're better than you. Yeah. And they just have a 30 minute crazy yeah. brawl and Curry brothers just barely survive. I will take that over them trying to be like oh, having yeah. this whole mic to mic thing. Yeah. So like, I don't need them to talk well, as long as they just put up banger matches every time they fight. Yeah. I'm. I've been on the, the Creed Brothers bandwagon for a while. I dig the presentation. I love the Diamond Mind thing yeah. altogether. And it's kind of been picked apart with the releases and stuff. But, like, the thought and the original premise, I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed. Um, no, I thought this was a great match. I think Pretty Deadly is extremely underrated as a tag yeah. team. Um, I thought their work in NXT UK even was pretty solid considering the lack of, like, depth that they have over there. Mm-hmm. Um, this match was great. Told a great story. You kind of went in thinking, all right, they have to. And I almost felt like they weren't going to because WWE does this stupid thing every once in a while. Where it's like, you have to do this so well, they don't do it almost. Or, kind of thing. Yeah, but it's almost like the – or it's like, well, if we don't give it to them this time, they'll definitely want to buy it next time. And it's like, okay, but at some point if you keep stringing me along, it's not going to feel as big. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Where it's like, I know – it's like, okay, I know X is going to win the title here. Like, it's like, no, now is the time. And then they don't do it, but then they win it, like, a month later. And you go, why? Why why, why now? Why not just do it there when it was a bigger moment type deal? Um, phenomenal match. Uh, Creed Brothers are awesome. I just, the entire time watching, I go, man, I would kill to watch the Creed Brothers and the Usos. That's the mm-hmm. entire uh, the entire time. That's what I was thinking. I was like, man, well, you can just get that. There's, like, a whole bunch, like, like there's a lot of, like, Creed Brothers name a tag team yeah. that would be awesome yeah so, for sure i'm like I'm, I'm also gonna put this out there too and i want this someone to bookmark this now as of the day we're recording is 6 5 2022 julius creed he's the one who did the shooting star i think he has main event potential mm-hmm. written all over him for two reasons number one he's got a great look and number two I think he's got the athletic ability to get better, mm-hmm. and I think he's extremely believable. I think he's tall. He's in great shape. I think his brother's really good too, but he's. I just don't think he's got the the appeal as his brother does. I think that Julius Creed, at some point, if they ever wanted to, I think his brother would kind of fade away a little bit, but I think him, he could be a legit stud for them in yeah. the future. Put that out there right now. And talk, but like, if you put a heel manager with him. Yeah. Uh, main event match, we had Braun Breaker defending his title against Joe Gacy. Went 15 minutes. Braun Breaker wins. Got a 6.7 out of 10. I think it went 15 minutes. Jesus. Um, and Braun Breaker does his thing. Um, yeah. It's, yeah it's, it's fine. We talked about this last week where I said the biggest hindrance on this match is not going to be the end ring work. It's going to be the fact that they're going to play so hard into this whole he can't get disqualified crap that it's going to ruin it. And what did it do? It's exactly what they did. And it really hurt the flow of the match. Joe Gacy is a very good wrestler. He's a hardcore wrestler, former CZW world champion. He has done a lot of things in his previous life before WWE. 
So I don't hate Joe Gacy by any stretch of imagination. This feud just sucks. This is not good. There's and it never felt that Gacy was going to be a legitimate. You can't on one show be challenging for the NXT Cruiserweight title against Roderick Strong, which I don't know how they were ever going to float that around, to then be challenging for the NXT title and me think that you ha- you're a credible challenger. It just doesn't make sense to me, right? Yeah. Now, I know we've seen instances in the past like Jinder just randomly becomes WWE champion, but on the whole, it just doesn't happen that way. So it just never felt like Braun... Braun needs a legitimate threat. Yeah. Because I think they're starting... The crowd, even in this match, they were starting to boo him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, there we got a little bit of the dueling Gacy-Braun chance. Now, some of that's just because I want to be, you know, the anti-meta, but also... I think they need to start. They need to put Braun in a in a in a match in a program similar to what they did with Champa mm-hmm. to make people kind of be like, okay, like we're delivering mm-hmm. again, you know? Yeah. Also, I had one. So missing parts of the show. Yeah. I saw on Twitter was Velveteen Dream there, or am I missing something? I didn't see. I saw the. So do you I, see I, the picture? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't. They didn't acknowledge anything. I don't think okay. I maybe missed it as well. I I was. I didn't see anything. I I, I was, maybe I was taking notes at the time, but I didn't. I was kind of like okay, like I okay, because I saw the picture and yeah. in the comments, people are like, "Oh, he's back?" Question mark. Yeah. I was like, I didn't think he was ever gonna no. come back. Well, so yeah, well, he doesn't. He's not on the roster. So yeah. It's like, so I, don't I was know. like, I don't know where he came from. I don't I know if he was just there. They're going to with everything that's going on with in social media and pop culture. Yeah. I mean, we just had the whole Johnny Depp situation. Yeah. I can't. Can't imagine they're gonna bring out, they're gonna bring him back. It just doesn't make yeah. a whole lot of sense. Okay, I, I was just like, I don't know if I was crazy. Maybe it was like a Photoshop yeah, thing. I was I like, know. I don't know what that was. But I just saw the picture. I was like, is he back yeah. now? I mean, I did love his wrestling and his like yes. gimmick yeah, and all that stuff. Sure. Yeah. But he's uh, not the greatest person out there. So. Yeah, not so. Uh, it's unfortunate. So, well. so yeah, overall, I'm a, I'm gonna give this show a solid like C plus. I don't. There's nothing that you go back and you're like, man, I'm gonna want to watch this match over again. Even the Creed. I was gonna say maybe the Creed brothers, but I'd watch like the ending. I, I feel like I would watch it more of like as a compilation. Like this is their first NXT title win. Yeah. And I'm not gonna go back and be like, oh, you know what? I could really be in the mood for Creed brothers versus Pretty Dead. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's not really where I'm gonna go for that. So. Yeah. All right, so that was NXT Takeover in All your right, house, so let's, so let's or see NXT it. in your house. Yeah, they don't call it Takeover house, yeah. really anymore, but yeah, it's a premium live. It's a premium event, live yeah. event. Um, they should right. call everything Takeovers. <laughs> it's just more fun. Okay. Um, all right, so let's start. Okay, so do we want to do Double or Nothing first, and then get into the other stuff post? I think it's probably the best way. Yeah, to I think so. I think order. I think if you want, we can do. Yeah. Matt, we'll go through the matches, yeah. and if any match had anything that was crazy yeah. on the Wednesday or Friday after, we yeah, could yeah. talk about it okay. then. Right, we could just do it through yeah. the, through okay. the matches yep. instead of yeah. talking There's about. So after. much AEW news this week to go yeah. through. So. I think I think the biggest news. Let's just talk yeah. about the biggest news that came uh-huh. out of this bad boy. Okay. Is that when we go in four weeks? I know. <laughs> to a sh- to our first AEW show in Michigan. Yep. We're watching Blood, Blood and Guts. Guts. Yes. Good stuff. Yep. yep. I think that was like really, really the biggest that. thing that, yeah. that happened. I know you texted me like, "Is this true?" And I go, "I didn't hear them say it because they didn't say it when they announced. They didn't announce yeah. it." So yeah. I was like, "I'm watching the show." I go, "I don't think so." Yeah, I don't know where Josh got that he from. From a random, I'm like, "Where?" I'm like, I, I "No, no, no." Jo- Josh was watching Dynamite and he heard it, oh, and so I he texted me. He yeah. said, "Yo, we got blood and guts." So I went on Twitter and yeah. I saw like three people post it. Yeah. So that's why that's where that screenshot yeah. was was from Twitter. I had and so then I sent it. And I was like, let me try to find the AEW 
right. version and of it. And they didn't have it until yeah, right. the one video at like 11 o'clock yes. at night that night. Yeah. But yeah, so we got Blood and Guts. That's going to be awesome. Yes. Hopefully. Thankfully. We, yeah. we, we can hope. I, I have to go back and watch the original Blood and Guts and see what the matches were before. Because I don't remember if they were like throwaway stuff and then Blood and Guts or if they had like decent so. stuff before yeah. it. Because I, that's my only worry is like it's just going to be like Blood and Guts and that's it. And I'm like, if that's it, I'm like, it's cool. But like I want some a little before and after stuff yeah, too. I feel we that. do have the rampage after, so there should be something there too. Ooh, I guess because they they do the the filming yeah. of the rampage right, right after. Anyway, that's a long thing that doesn't really matter. So we'll, yeah, we'll get, talk about it. After we'll get it. We yeah, go. after we get this, <laughs> um, we'll open the show with some news. So we talked about how we had no idea if MGF was going to show up to the show. Yeah. Uh, turns out he's going to be the first one to come out. Yep. Um, the, I think that some of the crazy stuff that happened is so after this show, it kind of came out that like, even when his music hit, yeah. he wasn't even in Gorilla. Yeah. Like he no, was he, out. Yeah, he was, and then he, he and he just like ran out like yep. really fast, just like bypassed everybody. Mm-hmm. So MGF came out. Um, everyone booed him. Oh, everyone. Oh my god, his yeah. boos were louder than his music. Uh, he got to the ring. Uh, and Wardlow comes out. Everyone's just yeah. Over the moon with yeah. Wardlow at this yeah, point. And then he beats him in 10 seconds. And then, yep, and then he beat him. <laughs> His match went 7 minutes and 30 seconds. Got uh, it's three stars, but I think it's a little too much for what it was. I think it was like, this should be like a two star, yeah. one and a half he star. Just the there was really nothing. Yeah. Like, the sto- like, the story, I guess, was there, but like, there was yeah. really nothing to it. Yeah. Uh, Wardlow wins, gets his moment thing. MGF. The, the funniest part about this match, too, yeah. was they put him on the stretcher, yeah. and the person put like the oxygen mask over his eyes, like his nose and eyes, <laughs> and I went, why? I was like, yeah. this person doesn't even know how to put an oxygen mask on, right? Yeah. And then apparently, like right when he got to the back, he just got up and left, yeah. and he dipped out. So yeah. he comes out. So this is where we'll get into it. He yeah. comes out on Dynamite. Um, does his big little promo thing yeah. where he just yells at everyone. His version he, of a pipe bomb. His version of a pipe bomb, which I don't think was anywhere near as good as like the original pipe bomb. Because I feel like I feel like the original pipe bomb, and maybe it'll get it. maybe you it'll get better. Know. Maybe it'll get better over time. This MGF one, but like everything Punk was saying was like you were like wait. Now it's kind of true though. Well, also, like it's like kind of like crazy how, know. and you didn't know you didn't any know of this it was stuff. Contract situation, you didn't know any of that stuff yeah. at the time. So like there wasn't this large level of discontent from Punk, and then Punk comes out there and you're like, oh yeah, okay, and then you're like, oh my gosh, what is he saying? Like yeah. oh my god, like, like he, he when Vince McMahon's dad, dad there like, you go, oh, oh god, for why? Yeah, yeah, like so yeah. like they try to kind of recreate that. Yeah. I, I didn't think it really worked. I mean the promo was awesome yes but i don't think like in terms of like trying to compare it to other things yeah. i think his promo that he did against punk yeah when he was like when yeah when yeah. he was like trying to go meet him as a kid yeah. i thought that one was 30 times better than this one but yeah so here here's my issue i guess with this whole thing okay in this day and age with all the social media, with everything that comes out six days in advance, right? And all this stuff, right? The promo in a vacuum, very good. No no issues there. Mm-hmm. I can even applaud the fact, okay, they're not going to mention it on Dynamite. They took all the social media posts away about it. They've removed his merch from the website. All that stuff. I can appreciate, yeah, all yeah, I can appreciate that they're trying to do that. However, it's a work. Yes. It's 100% a work. 1,000%. So because of that, it it's like, okay, I understand but at this point, as wrestling fans have to, in a certain amount, have to defy their own logic for a minute. Mm-hmm. In order for shit to make sense, you have to go, I'm in a wrestling state of mind, so I have to try to understand why they're doing X, Y, and Z. So if you're a 12-year-old 
who doesn't read the wrestling websites and just likes to watch Dynamite every single week, you're losing your mind. Right oh yeah, 100%. you are losing your mind. Yeah. The difference. This being, guy, this guy coming out and going, yeah. you just fire me. Yeah, I don't exactly. want to be here anymore. Right. I want to go to swore the... on television. Yeah. yeah, all these things. But that's not their audience. Yeah, their audience is eighteen to thirty six. Mm-hmm. Us. Mm-hmm. It's us. That's their yeah, target audience, right? right? Now, yeah. So trying to do this, I feel like it's a little bit of a as as I as I appreciate the level of effort they're trying to make it real, it's not. Mm-hmm. And everybody, I think, to some level, goes it's not because before d- double or nothing, you're like, I don't know if he's going to show up. And then he goes out on the stretcher, which is another thing. Why have him stretch it out if he's just going to walk out and he's fine the next night? I, Didn't understand. That and either. I think so. I I would say if you want me to try to yeah. defend it slightly, yeah. I think it was MGF not caring about selling the storyline, yeah, like, like the storyline yeah. of like you I'm want hurt, me, to, but, okay, yeah, you yeah, want yeah. me to sell that I'm hurt, right. but I'm not going to. Right, right, right. Which which is kind of again like if you have to like try to be like okay why would he do yeah, like that's level that's thinking. like next level yeah. storytelling thing which whether you like it or not i yeah. think that's where they were going for it okay but so back to my point though right yeah. is that at this point it's clearly a work 100 you're, you're making him a baby face which is another thing which on some level okay but he's your biggest heel yeah and it's not really close and you don't have any other heels to work for anybody to work with right now. Mm-hmm. Like, name me five top heels in AEW right now to challenge for the world title. Yeah, I it's it's weird yeah. because I like I think I think the idea for Punk was like I don't think they were gonna go super heel on face. I think Punk's mm. brain was gonna be they a lot of match dream match dream match because yeah. his first one was gonna be Moxley. Right. Then he was gonna run Brian yeah. Tanahashi was gonna be at yeah. Forbidden Door, yeah. and then he was eventually probably gonna lose it to MGF or yeah. whoever. Yeah. But like it was gonna be a lot of name value and not as much right. Oh, this big yeah. heel is coming to get you. And kind that's of thing. fine. But but what you've done. Is you've made him a babyface now, pretty much, yeah. And now what you've also done is now it's like it's you have this MJF cloud hanging over everything. This reminds me so much of Kevin Owens and his thing in Ring of Honor, where he was he was gone legitimately for like six, eight, nine months. Mm-hmm. Comes back, he's the biggest star in the company, and they almost kind of felt obligated to give him the world title. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how it felt, and so. Now it's 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 very much, and we're gonna get to the punk situation at the end of this whole thing. But keep this in mind too. At this point, I, I kind of have a way they can book this out where it's a work and everything. The only portion that I don't know is is he actually gonna stay in 2024? Because that yeah. is the only portion that we still don't know for sure or not. But at this point, if the if the entire thing was a work, even him not showing up, I'm not a fan of that. Don't screw the fans out yeah. of paying money. That's the only thing where, like, I would be very upset if I brought my son mm-hmm. and he's got the scarf on and he's yeah. he's excited to meet this guy and he doesn't show up for a wrestling angle. I'd be pissed yeah. if I was a dad or if I was a paying customer. Yeah, you know I, I, mean? I know. I think I think in that instance, yeah. I think he should just never have been assigned exactly. to go. Exactly. Like, I, th- right. I think that's right. Or the he one can bit. say, "Hey, he refused to even be allowed. Like, he refused to let people." Sign with him. Yeah, or I'm not, I don't yeah. want to do that. That's one thing. I do think the disgruntledness portion is still a bit of a work. Mm-hmm. I do think that portion of it of of like he's unhappy. I do think that's a little bit legitimate. Mm-hmm. But there's also now the fact that you put it on television and everyone's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he's seeing all these things. There is no way in hell anybody would allow him to go out with a live mic and say those things unless it was planned. Yeah. You you can't 
recreate something that felt so organic mm-hmm. 10 years ago, it, it's just not the same. I appreciate yeah. the effort, but for me, once again, it gets back to, I know at the end of the day, he's going to be back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, how he's going to be back at least until 2024. Yes. Until, exactly. And then, and then if he wants to leave, go for it. But yeah. You know, if he's world champion, I don't know if he's, he's going to have any yeah. incentive to leave. And I do, I do think they're trying to delay the MGF world title run a little bit at this point, too, because they want to delay it. So it's like, if you're world champion going into full gear 2023, yeah. it's like, all right, decision time. You're world champion right now. Do we? Are you going to resign with us, or are we going to have right. you drop the title right now? Right. Like, it's going to be like one of those yeah. discussions. Or it could be like how he retains, and then like Chris Benoit won the world title at a sold out, won yeah. the world title very next night. He was gone. Yeah, he could. It's, yeah. it's that simple. So, you know, it happens. Um, but let's keep going. We got a lot more stuff to go over. But it's – I appreciate the effort. The The promo was great in a vacuum. But at the end of the day, your target audience knows mm-hmm. you're, you're greenlighting all of this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, next match, we had the Hardys take on the Young Bucks – which is which went 19 minutes. I was surprised by the by the results of this. By the way, I was too. I definitely <laughs> thought the Young Bucks were gonna win. There was no way. I was like, you give me a thousand dollars. Oh, 100 percent on the Young Bucks. There yeah. Was no way. I had no. I had no thought the Hardys yeah. was gonna win this one. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also weird. Jeff came out mm-hmm. and looked weird. weird. Yeah. Like he looked, and it came out after that yeah. he was like hurting after the Darby match and everything. But like it just looked. It didn't look like like Victory Road 2011 weird. No, he but like looked like he was really but, wasn't like. Thrilled, thrilled to be, to be there. there. Like, yeah. it, like it was weird because like the young bucks came out first yep. and they were kind of hanging out, and then the Hardy's music. Matt came, ran out and was ready, and then Hardy and Jeff was just like, uh, "I'm here," yeah, and I was just like, "Oh, you didn't come out like together." Uh-huh. It was like he came out one after, and then all the moves like you could tell Hardy's like, "I don't want to do this running." Mm-hmm you know, weird leg to yeah, the right. face thing yeah. that they do in the turnbuckle. Like, he's like, I don't want to do that. I want to jump off the top turnbuckle onto you on the and floor. it could be the fact that he's really beat up. Yeah. But it goes back to what I said a couple weeks ago where I was like, he doesn't need to be jumping off 40-foot ladders anymore. Yeah. He's 45 years old. Mm-hmm. We don't need to be doing that crap. Jeff Hardy has reached a level where you can say Jeff Hardy's going to be there, and people go, sweet, Jeff Hardy's going to be there. Yeah. And all he's got to do, and even Swanton kills him. Yeah. Swanton kills Jeff. But if you told Jeff... You're gonna work once a week, mm-hmm. and you're gonna all we need you to do is go in there, hit a twist of fate and a swanton. Mm-hmm. Jeff will be there every single week, yeah, and people will be thrilled to do it. Well, yeah, so I think I think this is partially on Jeff because like yeah, Jeff, I agree. Jeff wants to do just, the, the latter stuff. Yeah. If but I was Tony, Tony I would be like, motor going, "Listen, I understand, but you need to see." It's like Mick Foley. Yeah, I, I want to do this, this, and this, and Vince is like, "You no, yeah. it's not happening." Yeah, oh, I can't remember stuff anymore. Okay, well, you're not wrestling anymore. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah, so so I think I think this match hindered. Now, yeah. they gave it four stars. I think it was a really good match. I do too. But I do think that, and I think the, I mean, obviously the Young Bucks, even if people are hurt or even if mm-hmm. you're slowing down, like the Young Bucks will cater to whatever mm-hmm. you need to make the match great because that's mm-hmm. how great they are. But I do think this match hindered because Jeff wasn't, 100% there fully yeah. and Matt was you know Matt's limited right. already at what he can yes. do at his age too mm-hmm. so it's like the Young Bucks kind of just had to work with what they had and so I think four is about the highest you could have given this yeah and I thought like, they did a great job considering there was no real story and there was no story it's like, like okay, if this match like like five years ago that Supercar Auto Show like you're like peaked at both and you're like oh here yeah. we go yeah. but this is just a little out of just the Hardy's okay. range yeah, it was fine yeah, so that that was it was fun to watch, but yeah, it wasn't the best thing sure. out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we had the AEW TBS title match. Um, we had the Jay Cargill defeating Anna Jay and a star and a quarter or whatever this is. Yeah. Um, 
I think the biggest news out of this one was the Athena yeah. arrival. Yep. Um, and Soakley Hathaway. And, yeah, Soakley Hathaway came out too. It was basically like this match was like it was weird because like this is by far the worst match on here, but had like the Shouldn't most. The but this had the most. Yeah. Story coming out of it yeah. outside of the, out of the first three matches. Like yeah. by far, it was yeah. just like there weird. was so much story out of this one yeah. just with all the uh, arrivals and yep. everything, which is fine. Yeah. Next. I just, so I just, I was, okay. yeah. it's like one of those things where it's like this show, we're going to, I'll save my point till later. Yeah. Just keep going. All right. So we had next match, we had the six man tag, which was yeah. oh straight yeah, banger. My goodness. Like Tony Khan wanted to backload the show because the NBA Trio's finals or but this match, they were like, all right, we're uh-huh. going to put on like a couple. Okay. And we're just gonna put on one banger for you mm-hmm. until the, the last half mm-hmm. of the show or whatever. Yeah. House of black. Defeating uh, Death Triangle, yep. fifteen minutes thirty five seconds, literally Great. balls to the walls, nonstop Great. action. Yep. I was like, I was there with uh, Andrew and a couple other people or whatever yep. at, at a theater, and I literally when they came out, I was like, bro, this match is gonna be just a banger of a match, mm-hmm. and it was yep. um, phenomenal. Really, four and a half stars. Can't be any happier with yeah, how there's nothing I can really say. It was perfect. I yeah, mean, it literally was. It was, was so much straight. fun. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, this is like, this is where I went and I was like I don't care who wins. Yeah, like, this I, was is, like, I was good either way. This is one of those like AEW has a lot of these matches where I'm like on like a random like Wednesday night or mm-hmm. not Wednesday because Dynamite's on. We'll say like a random like Saturday night when you're sitting there and you're like, what's a fun match to put on? Yeah, and you just like throw this on for 15 minutes. You're like, wow, this is a yeah, lot of fun. Great, yeah, yeah. All right, so now we had back to back Owen Hart Foundation yep. tournament final matches. Yep. So first we had Adam Cole defeating Samoa Joe. Yep. 12 minutes 30 seconds got three and a half stars. Um a little less good yeah. than what I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um I think, also, it, I think it lended itself to the Joe Hurt angle a yes, bit it did. as well. There's a lot of yeah. story in this yeah. one. And also there was like no interference at all which I was shot by like none. Too. Like it Joe just lost clean. Yeah. I was like Yeah, okay. okay. It felt like the ending Kind of came out of nowhere too. Yeah, Walking Cole just kind of just like won. And I was, I was like, like, oh, he's just won. Mm-hmm. I think maybe because we walked, in, I think we both kind of the same mindset. We're like, okay, at some point, lethal or someone's gonna come out, distract yeah. him, hit him in the arm, hit him when he gets a steel step, something to set up a finish. Mm-hmm. And instead, he's just like, nope, beat him. And yeah. I was like, I mean, as an Adam Cole guy, I go sweet, but at the same time, I go, huh, mm-hmm. I've been putting a lot of steam behind Samoa Joe just to have him lose immediately with yep. no real effort either. Basically, weird. and then Joe, Joe slowed down quite a bit, a little bit. Too. Yeah, he, yeah, it's not—he's not the same Samoa Joe from 2010. Mm-hmm. And then we had Britt Baker right after that beating yep. Ruby Soho, got three and a half stars. Also went yep. 13 minutes. Mm-hmm. But both these matches basically went about the exact same amount of time, uh, and got the exact same star rating. It was basically just the same thing on repeat. Yeah. And then they both went up, and then they had um, yeah Martha Hart go out yeah. there and, and present the trophies and the titles. I thought the titles looked really cool. Yeah, titles look cool. Love the throwback. I texted you. I was like, it's old Stampede style. Old NWA North American Heavyweight Championship. That's what the title, the main title in Stampede Wrestling was. Um, Owen held it multiple times. Brett held it. Davey Boy, Dynamite. A lot of guys held it. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Thought these were both good. I thought she was up there for way, way too, long. too long. I was like, all right, let's get it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We love Owen. We miss him. Good shit. Let's get the titles out there. And next. Yep. Also, did think it was a little weird that they did it this way because it made... Adam Cole and Britt, like, 
baby face for a minute there because mm-hmm. like they're both just super happy they're clapping yeah and they're like holding hands because everyone knows they're actually a real life couple it was weird i was like and they, they try he got his heat back on on dynamite but it was it was very much like they're just kind of standing out there mm-hmm. definitely could have just easily had martha been out there guest timekeeper had both belts out there presented the title raised his hand and been done and yeah. we got out of there yeah uh, so I thought that went a little long, but yeah. you know, what do we could have even done the post media presser after the fact had her come out and be like, I just really want to say thank you to AEW, right? For yeah. Doing all this thing. Anyway, next. Yep. Uh, six, the other six man tag, which was not nearly as good as the original six man tag. Yeah. Uh, we had the men of the year. Everyone in, in my theater mm-hmm. just did not want this match to happen, which I thought was hysterical. I was like, I was like, we're all just really hating on this. I was like, this, <laughs> like the people in this match yeah. aren't necessarily bad. And like it's actually like not a terrible match by any means, but no one, <laughs> no, no, literally go back in the <laughs> yeah. So we had men of the year: Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, and Page yeah. Van Zant, yeah. the UFC fighter, yeah. defeated uh, Frankie Kazarian, Sammy Guevara, and Tay Conti. When Sammy and Tay came out, everyone was just like, oh, "I hate God. these people," and, and I was like, now, by the way. "Yeah, they are engaged now." But I was just like, "I, I kind of like Sammy Guevara. I don't know. Like, I think he's funny." Yeah. Um... It's really good and he's funny, but the match was whatever. I Next. it happened. Um, it's more of my complaint once again. TNT title sitting there, yeah, not doing nothing. Oh well, it's on TV because it was on Rampage the other day. It's a guy I that had no shot. Yeah, beating Scorpio Sky, but, but it was an awesome match. It let me was tell good. You. It was good. It's on Rampage, so nobody saw it. But yeah, all three hundred eighty-seven thousand people <laughs> watch it. I mean, we saw it, but it's cause I watched it the day after. Oh, but you did? Yeah, yeah. I, I watch Rampage live. Yeah, I, I, I will say I was home. I was cleaning the house. And I was like, I probably should put Rampage. They on. they they announced Bucks and Lucha Bros randomly, yeah. and I was like, yeah. okay. Yeah, I don't really know if we should be giving that away. I, I was gonna say, we, wait, we just had three yeah. pay per views of this. Are we really right. just gonna put it on Rampage? Yeah, I guess we gotta get some people to watch this bad boy. An hour show is difficult. Yeah. All right, so the NBA the NBA playoff game ended. And the second like finally, all right, good guys, good guys. Here we go. (laughs) So the first match right after the NBA playoffs ended, we had Kyle Riley and Darby Allen. Which, by the way, going in, I said, all right, I don't care at all about this match. And the match happened. This went nine minutes and forty five seconds. The craziest nine minutes and forty five seconds maybe ever. Yeah, like Kyle Riley killed Darby Allen like what three was or four weird times. is I didn't un- I was stunned by the finish yeah I had there was you could have told me right now like okay Darby and Kyle I go all right so Darby's winning yeah had no premonition at all that Kyle O'Reilly would just get a clean win mm-hmm. over Darby. Darby I was like whoa yeah. all right that was a bit shocking mm-hmm. so interested to see where they go there yeah with that because that's interesting mm-hmm. Bobby Fish is like I'm here too I'm like <laughs> no <laughs> we could have made this a tag no no stop it we need more singles matches on this bad boy um we had we didn't need more matches on this card period we'll get to that yeah AEW women's world title match uh thunder rosa beating serena deeb got four and a quarter stars i thought this match was actually really really good yeah um but it went a little too long but yeah i think it, i think it was slightly too wrong yeah um, also serena deeb i I hated the build to this match. Yeah, I was... thought they over-delivered on match quality, which mm-hmm. helped, which I was like, all right, you got two pretty capable people in here. Yeah, I thought the build was brutal to yeah. this. The promos and everything else, even Thunder Rose's promo, I think the, di- or the Dynamite of the Rampage right before this show, awful. They mm-hmm. played her music, and she was still talking. I was mm-hmm. like... Oh boy! Like, yeah. come on, man! Like, this is this is bad. And I didn't. And I thought that Thunder Rosa, coming off of that, how hot she was winning the title, 
I think that they were kind of in that weirdly like no win situation because no matter who they would have put her against, it would have felt less than. Yeah. Almost, you know what I mean? So, oh yeah. Yeah. No, you needed yeah. someone like Serena Deeb in yes, there, but you did. it was you just did. like yeah. Feud was not great. Match was really good. Yeah, I do. I do think now they have a good amount of people that can probably get up there now to got challenge. A lot of women that could challenge. Yeah, easily, I mean, I you can easily just. I mean, Athena's going to be fighting uh, with Jay the TBS. Yeah, but but hopefully, way, but you've got other people. You got hopefully, Daigonti, you got Anna Jay, you've got Ruby Soho, you've got uh, Jamie Hader, Tony got Storm, Tony Storm, you got Nyla Rose. You got yeah. so you got many so many people, people that could just like not throw including Britt Baker. Yeah, yeah. So I think we should be good. Yeah. Um, next match. This match was so wild. Yeah. Um, let's give it. This is actually the best rated match on the show weirdly enough was the anarchy in the arena 10-man tag match um jericho appreciation society comes out for i'm gonna like go through this match i think it's phenomenal but jericho appreciation society comes out first all just jamming having a good time and then all of like the blackpool combat club and eddie kingston and santana ortiz come out and they start beating each other up while immediately, immediately. Yeah. yeah there was no you know, like everyone just kind of random they they started doing like the shield walk through the crowd entrance which <laughs> i thought was pretty badass at first yeah. Yeah. and then they all start fighting in the crowd and then they have wild thing playing yep. while they're beating everyone up that and i know you were not a fan of i did not like that at all i, I went, turn it off and i loved every second oh, of it i thought it was so funny where they would just cut through people oh. and it was like wild thing and so, like you get two punches and everyone's just like beating it just reminded me of like an 80s action movie yeah. where you have like a weird like random song in the background while like a whole yeah. bunch of people are fighting literally it was like that exact thing i was like turn it off um, i was over it i was like i get it let's go yeah, yeah. but it was so funny yeah. but then uh it gets down to the point where you have brian in the ring with who who was it? I'm trying to remember. There was a lot. There was of a lot of stuff match. going on this one. Was it Daniel Garcia? I'll believe you if you say it is. And Jericho, I believe, or something. And Brian looks at the camera and goes, I'm going to kick his effing head off. And I, <laughs> I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. But then he's the one that technically takes the fall by referee's right. decision because he passes out right. to... Was it Daniel Garcia or is it Jericho's wall? I don't remember which one, but he like yeah. passed out to one of them. Mm-hmm. And um, Jericho Appreciation Society wins, yep. gets a big win. And I guess the news I announced earlier that yep. if I went correlation of what we said earlier, yeah. we should have just announced now is that Blood and Guts will be happening yep. on June 29th. It's going to be yep. Jericho Appreciation Society against – there's only three members. It's like Ortiz – Eddie Kingston and I think Brian and I think there's like two question marks. I don't know if they're gonna fill in with the rest mm-hmm. of them or there's gonna be two random people in there. Yeah. Um, depending on what Moxley does, right. as, as we talk yeah. about this world title in a little bit, yep. he might not even be in around it. for right. that. So who knows? Yeah. But um, this match anyway, over delivered though. Yeah. I thought this match really over delivered. I, I was think not the, looking forward to this match at all. This is like, this is by far and away the best yes, ten man these, double yes. or nothing matches if they done over delivered by far. I thought they got everybody over. Um, Daniel Garcia is a legit stud too. Yeah. I like him a lot. Um, yeah, I don't really have any complaints about this honestly. Outside of the music part, I was just like one time I was like, all right, like are we starting the match? Like let's go. Like, yeah. I, I, I here's the thing. Because they started out as heavy as they did, mm-hmm. and I mean everyone's bleeding, everyone's dying, everyone's everyone dying. Was yeah. dying. So yeah. like, I thought that it took away from the intensity mm-hmm. of the match, and I think that's why I didn't like it as much. Maybe the song was different. I don't know. 
But like, maybe, no. See, here's the thing: is you have I to think of wild thing, and I think of Major League. That's why. Yeah. Like, I think of you, you know have to think of your favorite song if that was playing yeah. behind it. Right. Then you'd probably like it more. Yeah. I don't even necessarily love the oh, yeah. song. I, I was just having a fun time that there was a song playing yeah. while they were I getting beat up. Like, I think it was just funny. Yeah, I thought it took away from the intensity of the match because they were beating the living dog crap out of each other. Yeah. So I was like, holy, all right, let's go. So outside of that, though, oh, this match was really good, though. I was, I walked away out of that match. And I went, that was a really good match. I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And I was not, I was going in with the worst of attitudes. I yes. was like, I don't like this at all. I want this gone immediately. <laughs> yep. So at this, so here's yeah. the thing. At this point, yeah. it is 1145 at night. Yeah, we're going to get to that. Yeah. Let's get to the, let's get But to no, the, yeah. I thought, I thought they were going to cut this tag team match yeah. for some reason. Like, I was like, I was like, I don't know if they mismanaged time or if they're just going to go over by three hours. But I was like, yeah, there's no way you're having this tag match. And then they announced that this tag match, triple threat match, is still going to happen. Yeah. So we had Jurassic Express defending their titles against Swerve in Our Glory, Keith Lee. <laughs> Swerve Steve. <laughs> I love how you're laughing. I, I didn't know that was their name. I yeah. thought it was just like the two people. Swerve yeah. in Your Glory and Team Taz, Powerhouse Hobbs, Hobbs and Ricky Starks. Uh, obviously, Jurassic Express wins 17 okay. minutes and 15 seconds. I didn't. I maybe because I was half asleep because yeah. I was passing out yeah. every five minutes. Um, well, that match was fine. Yeah, I thought it was okay. I, thought, I think it was fine. I think they finally need to just have a a tag title match between two people because this baby and Revolution they had the three way also. Think people want to hear this, but I think they need to take the title off Jurassic Express. Yeah, I think so too. I think. I thought Rick, I thought Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hops were gonna win going in. Yeah, I like that was kind of that's kind of I I thought Ricky Starks was awesome. I think just like that dynamic. Yeah. Like oh, if you sure. want the yeah. small Power big House, guy, dynamic. Powerhouse Hops being a heater is great. Yeah, but um, you gotta wait for Christian to turn heel. But here's okay. So and this is also another yeah. point I had is like everyone's like, all right, we're waiting for Christian to turn heel. But if there's six man titles even close, yeah. are you gonna have Christian turn heel because right. you don't have a third for that unit right. yet? Right. So it's like yeah. I think they're kind of playing the middle ground where it's like we want to turn Christian heel, but we want to wait for the six mans to come out before they do it. I just don't feel the tag titles mean anything right now. Like I think they're putting on fine matches, yeah. but I think I don't think it's weird because I think the tag division is meaningful and strong. No, no, no. I, I just think, don't I think, think that the... I think the Ring of Honor tag titles mean more. Yeah, because FTR is holding them. Yeah, like low key. Like and, and here's the thing: it's nothing against them. I think two things. Number one, babyface champions are harder to book, just mm-hmm. straight up. And two, I feel like everyone was like waiting for them to get their moment to win the titles. Like, yeah, they won them, and now it's like, now what? Yeah, you know, we haven't had. They have not had a feud, mm-hmm. a legitimate feud yet since yeah. they won the titles. Yeah, that needs to change. And I'm, I'm very interested if yeah. I think it will probably be FTR is going to be their next feud. Yeah, uh, I would love to say it's going to be Blackpool. Combat Club, but I think yeah. with Moxley doing his other thing and Brian, who knows? So I think it's gonna be a little bit before they even touch the tag picture, yeah. or maybe even the Young Bucks come back into maybe. the picture as heels. Anybody, honestly, but I think someone's gonna eventually yep. be the ones. And I think it's gonna happen in the next yeah. month or two. At the this match was dead anyway because you go from the ten man tag and then you have the world title coming up behind this. It's like one of those things. Was like let's get through this so we can get to the world title. Yeah, and that's kind of how I felt sitting there. Where I was yeah. like, I was like, I kind of just like dozed off a little bit to like, uh-huh. all right, I gotta get thirty minutes of energy to watch this main event. So yeah. Anyway, so we get to the main event. Why? Oh, oh, the tag I match got four and a half. Talking about this show. Yeah. Just so we're clear. Um, we have it was four and a half stars for that tag match. Um, world title match comes out. We got Punk come out. We have Adam Page come out. God, what's his name? Uh, Hangman Adam Page. <laughs> He's not the champion the last little week. Yeah. Like, who's that guy? Who is this guy? Um, so his match goes 25 minutes. Um, I would say the first 24 minutes was just like a pretty solid banger of a match. Um, I think 
this equates into like the least important ref bump I think I've ever seen in any match where like nothing actually happened when the ref bump happened. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, maybe they just act like oh. Let's yeah. Play so basically, the, the finish of the match is uh, Punk gets Hangman up for the GTS. Yep. Kind of do the spinning and yep. like knocks the referee out, kind mm-hmm. of thing. And then uh, Hangman, the title gets like thrown into the ring very coarsely off the side or something so hangman grabs the title punk's like on his knees and he's like are you gonna hit me with it and the hangman's sitting there and he's like do i want to cheat to win and in my instance i was like yes you want to cheat to win i don't it's yeah it literally it's roddy piper bret hart yeah. roddy piper's got the bell above brett refs down and he brett's just sitting there and he's like if you hit me i'm dead yeah and then everyone's like don't do it roddy so he throws it away. Yeah. It's yeah. It's the exact same thing. Yeah, so Hangman. I saw that I mean, I'm like, God, Punk, you're really just taking yeah, he really just, every, every single one of one. these ones out of Brett's repertoire here. Yeah. All right, here we go. Yeah, so, so Hangman throws the title away, walks up, literally just walks right into the GTS. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, not even another move happens. No. No. Walks right into it, and, or, and then he dies, yeah. and Punk wins. And not going to lie, I thought... Hangman was going to kick out of the go to sleep because I was like, there's no way you're just going to end it right there. He did end it right there. It was kind of yeah. wild. And then yeah, Punk I just. W- thank God. Yeah. 75 years old. It was 12 30 yeah. in the morning. <laughs> so. I had to rewind. Yeah. Because I was like, I fell asleep. I had to rewind to yeah. start it back to like, okay, let's get through it. Yeah. So Hangman wins. All right, not Hangman. I'm Punk sorry. Wins. Punk yeah. wins. Who yeah. knows who won? And then. Honest to God, I was sitting there going, I had to sit, I was like, someone's going to come out because that's how every AEW show ends. You're going to get like the coin drop and Okada was going to come out or some crazy shit was going to happen. But nothing happened. It was nope. just, just, champion, just champion. It was a good moment and the show goes off there at 12.35 in the morning. All right, before we Sunday. get to the rest of the punk stuff here for a second, way too long. Yes, way, way too, too long. long. Way too long. And this was my point going in too. TBS title match. Didn't need it. Yeah. Six-man tag with Scorpio Sky and stuff. Didn't need it. Yeah. Kyle O'Reilly and Darby Allin, all good. Did not need it. Yeah. Cut three, all three, gone. Mm-hmm. Immediately. Didn't need those matches. Yeah. 100%. The, like that alone. What's going to happen when they've got two more championships in rotation? Another mm-hmm. mid-card to trios. We're going to have a 86-match show, or we're going to be up till 3 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, no offense. I don't... I, it takes so much steam out of those stuff that you're backloading mm-hmm. where by the end of it, you're like, Oh, thank God it's over. Like, mm-hmm. click, I'm going to bed. Like mm-hmm. I don't even have time to like mm-hmm. soak in the moment. It's exhausted. I was exhausted with this show. Yeah. Like I'm exhausted talking about it. Yeah. I'm a little sleepy. Not yeah. It was, <laughs> it was a little, well, it, was, it was too long. long. It was too yeah. Long. No, it's like five hours. No, I think, I think like, I think a good pay-per-view should be three at most three and a half yeah. if you have like something right. really big you want to do. Yeah. Um, but once you hit like the four or more hour mark, it you're felt just kinda... so much like WrestleMania. Yeah. Where it was like by the end I'm just ready to be done. Yeah. Like it, it, the thing is, at least WrestleMania started at like five. Mm-hmm. So at least I could go to bed at a reasonable hour. This was just oh goodness gracious. And yeah. it just it just felt like they were like, We gotta get all this in before Forbidden Door mm-hmm. almost. You know what I mean? It was like, why? You got multiple dynamites to spread this crap out. Anyway, Show uh, grade for the show before we get to the punk stuff. Um, I'd give it a pretty. Let's see, what what is this grade before I seven point seven zero? Um, I'd give it like a B. Yeah. I think Amen. I think like most of the stuff was pretty good. Yeah. Um, the length really kills it for me. Honestly. Well, yeah, the length the length like knocks down like yeah. like at least a half a letter grade or so yeah. because I'm like if it was if you could have condensed mm-hmm. it a little more yeah. it would have been a little better. All right, let's talk punk stuff and get out of here. Um, so punk is world champion. Mm-hmm. 
goes out. He's eager McBeaver. Um, he's world champion. He jumps in the crowd. We don't know what's time, but breaks his foot. Um, now he needs surgery. So Punk is out. Um, comes out on on uh, Rampage. And as soon as I saw, the only reason why I was watching Rampage was for this. It's like he was going to make an announcement. I go, oh my God, he got hurt. Mm-hmm. I was either he got hurt or oh, he's got to retire. That was my two thoughts. I was like. He's got some health problem that we're not aware of yet. Mm-hmm. Like his medicals came back from the pay-per-view or something crazy, and he's got to retire. It was one of those two. So he's hurt, and everyone's like, okay. They did the worst job possible of explaining what the hell is happening. Yeah. Because they didn't say he was like, I want to relinquish it, but Tony said no. So we're like, okay, so we're just not going to have a champion for six months? Mm-hmm. No, now we're going to have an interim thing. Jericho's yeah. like, oh, he's going to have to vacate. And then he goes, actually, no, we're not. Right. There's a lot of things. So I, I have the official rules okay. of what this bad boy is. Yes. So, so it's a yeah. multi-stage eliminator series yep. is what they're calling it for the interim world championship. So let's be clear here before we get to that. Punk is still AEW world, world champion. Yeah. Okay. So okay. If, if you were a UFC fan, yes, you will understand. You will, you will understand this. So basically yeah. what happens is you have, say, Conor McGregor is a champion. We're going to name people that everyone actually knows. Yeah, right, right. So Conor McGregor is world champion. Say he say, he just broke his leg like right, last right, year, right? right so yeah. say he breaks his leg and he's out. So the division still needs a champion. Right. So normally what they do is they take number one contender and number two contender. Yep. Say let's go Dustin Poirier and Michael Chandler. Right. They fight and one of them's interim champion. Right. So that guy, say it's Dustin Poirier, then will defend his interim championship right. for say a year right. until Conor McGregor, who is the actual champion, is healthy enough to come back. Right. And then you will get a champion versus champion fight between right. interim and world champion to, to kind of unify the undisputed right. whatever championship that is. Take it as when Cody won the TNT title, he got COVID, couldn't defend the title, they had a Interim TNT champion, yeah, which Sammy won, and then and we then, had the ladder match. That's why he was carrying around two TNT titles for a hot minute. For yeah. you, so for for wrestling, yes. so wrestling version of it. So so basically, yeah. we will have. So Punk is still AEW World Champion. He's leaving to go get surgery on his foot. Yeah, and then he will come back, and then at some point when we decide who the world champion is going to be. The interim champion is going to be. We're going to have a big yeah. match, I'm sure, at a big paper. I'm assuming All Out is probably where all this will fall yeah. out at. I don't know how long his, but his I don't time know how, table yeah. is. So. All right. So it does the, suck, though, while you're, before we get into this. It does suck that Punk got hurt, though. Yeah. Because him and Tanahashi would have been really good. Yeah. So the multi-stage eliminator series will feature. So we will have uh, – so on Wednesday the – let me get the exact date here. Six, seven, on Wednesday the 8th, yep. June 8th, yep. we will be getting a battle royal featuring many of the top competitors in AEW, which will open the broadcast of Dynamite. Uh, when the, the winner will be advancing to compete in the main event. That same night, so June 8th, the winner of that battle royal will be facing John Moxley, who is ranked number one in their weekly rankings. Which you could have fooled me on that one. Yeah, because I would yeah. never have known that. No, I didn't yeah. know why it was John Moxley, and I was like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So John Moxley is number one in the rankings. So the winner of whatever battle royal, I don't know if they're going to do a casino style with their cards or if they're just going to have all 30 guys in the ring at once or whatever. Mm-hmm. But whoever wins this random battle royal thing will verse John Moxley on that June, on a June 8th edition of Dynamite. The winner of that will go into Forbidden Door as one of the two challengers for the interim title. Right. On the other side, on June 12th, New Japan mm-hmm. is hosting their Dominion show, which I absolutely love every Dominion show. <laughs> so uh, they're hosting their Dominion show. Hiroshi Tanahashi, who was originally scheduled to face Punk, will be facing Haruki Goto, who's another big name in yep. Japan. Yep. Those two guys will be facing off an eliminator, eliminator match on Dominion. The winner of that match will then go 
to Forbidden Door and challenge the winner of the Dynamite stuff. Mm-hmm. So basically on June 12th, we will know who will be fighting at Forbidden Door for the interim AEW World Championship um, on June 26th. Through yeah, this whole time, <laughs> yeah. Through this whole time, Punk will be world champion, yep. and they'll be, and then depending on who wins, either Moxley or Tanahashi or whoever, yep. they'll have a big match, probably at All Out or whenever Punk can come back from his okay. foot. So, who's winning the battle royal? That is all right. So I've got who knows. So coming back to my original point about the MJF stuff here, if they wanted to blow the water early, mm-hmm. okay, and kind of take advantage of this a little bit. Here's how I could see it happening. Now, I don't think this is going to happen because I don't, they're not the kind of people to do this, but I do think it could be a thing, okay? okay. Start the show, you've got 10, 12, 15, 97, however many guys you're going to put in this battle royal, right? Okay? I do like the idea of having 97 people in one okay. match. Right, yeah. World War Three, but instead of three, ma- instead of three, instead of three rings, there's just one. Okay. Okay. Yep. Blah, 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 blah. Everything's going on, whatever. MJF's not in the match, okay? But he runs out at the very end when there's... One, maybe two people left. Mm-hmm. Right? Throws them both over. It's exactly how I thought it was going to okay. happen, too. Okay. Wins the match. Yes. Goes on. Beats Moxley. Mm-hmm. Okay. And everyone's freaking out. And he the entire time, he's not on TV. He's not at anything. There's no build necessarily to it. Right? It's just, I'm going to beat you. And I'm going to take the world title. Because there's nothing you can do about it. Yes. Type deal. Yes. Beats Moxley. Goes to Forbidden Door. Wins the interim championship and now he's basically a baby face mm-hmm. and now this entire time you set up where the he's basically pulling a punk of 2011 but he's there and basically saying there's nothing you can do i'm not resigning and i'm going to leave here and i'm going to be champion until i leave i'm going to take this all the way through to 2024 i'm going to be your world champion you can't take it away from me because you're too much of a, you know, whatever to take it away. You can't do anything about it. You don't want to pay me? Fine. I'm going to take your world title hostage, and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. And it's basically that's kind of how we're running through this whole time until Punk comes back. And then we get Punk coming back as a, you know, oh, my gosh, first off, we're so happy to see him, blah, 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 blah. But he comes back as the company guy. I'm going to save AEW, blah, 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 blah. And then from there, we go however you want to do it. Yeah. But I, it's an easy way to take advantage of now this new wave of, of MJF being cheered, which I don't think AEW necessarily intended to have happen. Um, the, uh, and, it's the, and I think it's a way to kind of tie everything together. How likely is it? Not very. Mm-hmm. I could also easily... Uh, here's my concern of what they're going to do here, and, and tell me if you have if you share this concern. Because as soon as I saw Moxley was the number one guy, the first thing I thought is, okay, so Brian's going to win the battle royal. They're going to have Moxley and Brian again, because it's the two biggest stars they have. That mm-hmm. was my original thought. Yeah, I don't want that to happen. I would prefer for them to have a heel champion come out of this. I don't think either New Japan guy is winning it. So let's take that off completely the board okay. altogether. I don't I don't see how that would help mm-hmm. because. Okay, Tanahashi's interim champion, so he's going to win it. He's going to lose it immediately. He can't be champion. He's not going to wrestle for AEW for three. Yeah, I mean the only the only thought I had was Tanahashi wins, and then you instead of the Forbidden Door Dream match, you just get it like all out. That was the only that was the only thing. But I I don't. Also, some of this depends on how long Punk's going to be out for. Yeah, Uh, we don't know. We don't have a timetable. He didn't Mm -hmm. say I'll be back by X date, so we don't really know what he's got to get surgery. So Mm -hmm. it's got to be something's 
messed up in there. Anyway, with that and without knowing that portion of it, I think a heel has to be champion here. Yeah. I, because I, can, I, can I think we saw with the Adam Page thing, I don't think it worked as well as they thought it. The chase culminating is always awesome. Mm-hmm. But after that, there's a bit of a lull, right? And in my opinion, I think the only guy from a heel standpoint not named MJF to get it is Adam Cole. And I think it speeds up what they wanted to do. But I think if he wins it, and they have to go with a heel guy as champion because there is no other heel really ready to go. Mm-hmm. Then I don't think they're going to go to the Jericho well here. I think him as the leader of this whole thing, right, can be world champion without interference from Kenny. You have this bit of a run. Mm-hmm. They come back. Maybe Kenny even costs them. Whatever, right, because they're not doing the trios crap until afterwards. Kenny comes back, makes a big thing. Punk takes the title. Now it's Kenny and, and Cole. We figure out that thing. They collide, and then you've got the splitting of the mm-hmm. undisputed elite, where you probably have Red Dragon go this way and the Bucks go with Kenny. Mm-hmm. I think it's an easy way to have a top star who you're paying a lot of money, reestablish him as a top star. You can even then go back if you wanted to and have those rematches with Hangman, right? To keep that going if you wanted to. He just won the Owen Hart, Owen Hart Cup tournament thing. I think he's got a lot of momentum. You've reestablished that, and I think it's—I think he's the most established guy you have, mm-hmm. outside of giving it to Brian Moxley or back to Hangman. Yeah, I—they don't have anybody else. Yeah, my prediction is I think they're just going to give it to Moxley. <sighs> really? Yes. Well, I think everyone and their mom. Apparently, I don't want to see. I don't care to see it, but everyone and their mom wants to see Moxley and Hiroshi Tanahashi fight. And I was like, I don't think it'll be good. And I don't like, I don't care for that. But I think that's what a lot of people want. And Tony Khan listens to people. And I think eventually, I think their first big punk thing was going to be Moxley and and punk. That's different because that's a story. We can get there with them on the mic together. But no, no, but what I'm saying is I think they, that was their big, I think that was like what they wanted to do at all out. So I think giving Moxley the interim title and having interim champion versus real champion at all out. Cause I, I think he'll be back by all out is what I'm saying. I hope so. That'd be great. Yeah. Because I think if it's just like a foot, you have surgery soon I mean, a foot doesn't take six months normally, well, yeah, but I, I guess really it doesn't know. know. Well, I don't really know what the thing is either, right? Yeah. Like, if it's like if he tore something and you yeah. got to sew it back together, you basically are just sitting there waiting for it to heal. Yeah. You know, it's like neck surgery, right? They yeah. fuse it together. You just got to wait for bones to fuse. How long is that? Yeah. Months? So I think if he's back, I think, okay, I guess, I guess the caveat I would yeah. have is if Punk is back by all out, I think mm-hmm. it's Moxley. If they know that Punk's not back by all out, I think you could go a hundred different routes. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't know. The only, like, there's more like there's a couple like long term ways you yes. could go, and yeah. then there's like we're gonna give it to Moxie because Punk's gonna be back right, soon. Right, for sure. The here's where I'm kind of this is the reason why I've kind of had I've it, maybe it's just my Adam Cole fandom, so that's probably part of it as well, no doubt. But like for me, here's how I'm looking at it. I think you with Punk's injury, you have an opportunity now, right? You have an opportunity to establish or elevate or crown or put somebody in that upper echelon of talent by becoming the interim champion. Mm -hmm. You can establish somebody new. And new maybe isn't really necessarily the word for Cole here, but but to put him on the short list of saying, okay, Jericho, Kenny, Moxley, Hangman, Punk, Cole. Mm -hmm. Those have been your quote-unquote world champions. 
that's a pretty damn good list of guys, right? Yeah. So, and I think that with, I just don't want them to get lost on this whole Blackpool Combat Club thing. Because what I think would wind up happening with Moxley is then Moxley and Brian are going to feud again. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, well, I want to be the world champion. And it's out of, it's, a, it's the out of respect thing, right? And as we saw at SummerSlam 98 with Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Undertaker where they're both good guys, you, you cannibalize your audience. Because now instead of saying, okay, there's somebody I want to cheer for and there's somebody I want to hate, now it's I'm cheering for both guys in the same faction (laughs) and they're both good guys. Mm -hmm. And then I think it also kills your momentum with the whole Jericho Appreciation Society as well. Like in in like the easiest of ways, Cole wins the Battle Royal, Jericho Appreciation Society screws Moxley out of the number one contendership, Cole beats Tanahashi at Forbidden Door. And we're just and, and we're just rolling that way, right? Yeah. In the simplest of ways, I think that could happen. But I'm just very intrigued because I don't want them just to go, okay, well, we're just going to give it to a guy who's already been champion. Because I think that's a waste of an opportunity to get a pretty banger of a match. And I think Cole and Punk would be phenomenal, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. You know, the the promo work and everything else. I don't know. I just I think the MJF thing is an option. I don't know if that's the way they're going to go with it. I can't imagine that if there is actual heat still there, that they're just going to be, oh, by the way, now you're going to be world champion. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that's going to go. There's a lot of ways they can do it. I just hope they just don't go with like, okay, well, Brian's going to win. And we're going to have Brian and Moxley. The Blackpool Combat Club's fighting. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. I want the guy coming out of the AEW side to be somebody where you go, oh, okay. That's kind of how I'm approaching it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, 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 I would almost do. rather have Brian win the title then. Over Moxley. If you're gonna oh, I would it too. To somebody, I'd rather have Brian do it. Yeah. I, I mean, I would yeah. too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But Because um, then Brian and Punk yeah. for, the t- for a unified title? Yeah. That'd be way better. Um, be but yeah, that, I mean, that's why I was like, I think it's, I think it's yeah. either going to be Moxley just because yeah. it's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, if they had more time to like, write something out i think it would probably be better but they're they're doing it literally on like a five-day whim yeah. so they're probably not they i mean tony khan is good at like yeah. figuring stuff out yeah, on the fly sure. but i don't know how what good he comes back oh, oh don't snap. why you have to i don't think why you gotta ready. be like that I, guy i don't think he's ready no but what if he did that'd be crazy if like his music just hit and he was like the last guy in the battle royal then everything changes oh, because yeah. then it's like he definitely is gonna yeah. he's gonna at least go up against Tanahashi yeah and then him and, and Tanahashi his rematch from when he lost the Wrestle Kingdom a few yeah. years ago that's a great little that's a little great little arc yeah. yeah I'm just we're, saying we're, we're talking about Tanahashi what if just Goto wins <laughs> I love how I love how you say it with the biggest <laughs> shit eating grin on your face because you're just like there's a zero percent chance that's happening yeah. if Goto wins it's like oh okay cool so you're definitely gonna yeah. lose I will oh. say before we leave yeah, yeah. that this Dominion show is gonna be, be s- sweet if Jay White doesn't become world champion I'm gonna be really disappointed I don't think you will be I know but I'm gonna be really disappointed because I think they're doing Okada and Page. no they already said that that's not that wasn't a thing Meltzer was wrong on that. Oh really? Yeah. Then maybe not. Meltzer said he's like that was something that was maybe talked about, but there is, and they're like there is no way that, that anybody can know that because they they're keeping everything close to the close chest. to us. Like nobody yeah. knows right now. Yeah, the only one I'm really hoping for is Brian and Zack Saber Jr. And honestly, though, I don't think Paige and Okada is the right way to so go either. either. I think you could go. I don't think Paige is a big enough star. Okada is yeah. the biggest star in their company. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's like Okada's this new kid on the block. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it'd be one thing if Okada like just beat Tanahashi yeah. for the title, 
and then Paige had just like come off of his role. That would make some sense. They're in two different levels of yeah. their career. It's yeah. not even really all that close. Yeah, I have no idea who Okada. I think Brian and Okada would be. I I do too, but I'm like I don't know if. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's a perfect one. I think Saber Junior would be cool too, but I kind of I really just want Jay White to win the world title. It's just me though. Yeah, I don't know. I just think they want like Okada. I, Okada's I, gonna. I mean, I get it, but let me have my dreams. Yeah, man. Okada's definitely gonna actually main event the show now. I was gonna say that would be interesting. It's like who would you have? Would you have Punk or Okada main event that show? Probably Punk. Yeah. Because of Chicago. Yeah. But like that's a tough like which one would you want? Now, though, I now think but now I think it's hundred percent Okada because he's no, actually Oh actually I think it's even more the other way now because you're crowning a new champion. Mm. You're going off the you're going off the show with, with the, a new, with a new, new champion, world champion guess, rather than because let's be real like, here. Just Nobody out. on AEW side is winning the IWGP world title. If that's the way they're gonna do it where the, yeah. he's putting the title on the line, there's I, no way. But that would be fun. what if Brian could win it though? I'd be over the moon. But either way, you're crowning a new champion. Yeah. You're guaranteed a new champion yeah, with the so. AEW title. So yeah. there's that. All, all in a day's all work. All in a day's work. work. Looking forward to it, though. So obviously, we're going to talk about that next week as well. We're going to talk NBA Finals. We may be talking Stanley Cup Finals as well next week, too, guys. And obviously, we're going to review Hell in the Cell. Which, did you see the news about the main event, potentially? No. You need to check your phone. But, um, well, you can't just say it now? Nope. Well, because then it's going to be past tense, and we're going to be talking about hypotheticals. Did they change the match? Huh? Uh, no, but there's a chance that there's a potential that it could be changed. Oh God! Yeah, you better go work. check that. All right, that's gonna be. It. We're gonna leave you guys. It. We're gonna leave you guys with that, and we'll talk about it next week, especially if it happens. Um, but that's gonna be it for this week's show. On behalf of the Merc Zone, I'm the Mouth of Michigan, and we will see you guys as always next time.